<laughs> Friendships when I'm locked into. Oh, shit, man. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Stop the Ship. We're coming at you with something a little bit different today. We're going to revamp the show in a way that we're going to start offering you guys three, count them, three new segments. The first one. A little more structured. We're going to start it off with random stat shane now, if you're a fan of the show and you've seen a couple random stat shanes you know this guy's full of shit no some of them are true so i'm gonna throw out three random stats they could be true they could be false but you got to tune into the end of the video because at the end we're gonna let everyone know if they're true or if they're false and break out to let us know and uh fair warning they're all gonna be false second thing that we're gonna go over we have a segment called into the iris kind of where we take a dive into the mind's eye in the pursuit of self talk about what we're going through things yeah that we similar find particularly to what we what we did on the podcast before third one is gonna be quotes for the quest where we go over it could be a quote could be a song lyric could be a line from a movie things that have been particularly instrumental or important to us something that resonates with us yeah. and we think we want to share oh and make sure you hit that subscribe button hit that damn button wait a minute you hear that what the hell is that sounds like a beat All right, you ready to get into it? Let's get into it. That man. was a dope ass intro, by the way. Yeah, you know. All right, so first random stat. Yeah. All right. Okay. Know now, what I what I did was I went back to previous random stats. So we're going to fact check them now. We're oh, going to find shit. out if they're true. Now, right. You thought all of them were false. Yeah. We will see. We will. Okay. So that first one, I know you probably remember. What you guys it? do too. That, bu that bubonic plague was found in homeless people. Okay. That's your first random stat. But now, now this is, that's, a, that's very vague. What are we talking about? What do you mean it was just found in homeless people? The bubonic people? plague, the medieval disease yeah, yeah, yeah. that was found in rats and fleas and mice. Rat, yeah. Random stat, Shane. Um, see, now you see. <laughs> um, that it's been found in homeless people. Where? People in, in general. The, in the U.S.? In the U.S. Recently. Recently. Homeless people. Yeah, like, obviously, homeless if you pull people. up something from the 30s, you're going to find that bubonic plague somewhere. All right. First I'm, random I'm gonna call, stat. I'm going to call false. All right. He, he, you're calling false? I'm calling false on that one. Okay. All right. We'll see so if this, I was right or not at the end of the this video. There's another random stat that we brought up in a previous episode. This is from a little further back. Um, that brain function and vitals match up when two people play video games together. I'm going to call true on that one. You remember that one? Brad's yeah. calling true. We shall I'm going to call true on that one. Like similar to how... Um, you know, like women's menstrual cycles sync up whenever they're in close that's, proximity. That's what you said in the video, having lived, too. Having lived with each other for, for, you know, if you're in close proximity, if you're playing a video game. You know, hey, listen, I've played Call of Duty many a times. A little co-op on the couch mode, a little bit of that action. You know, and it's almost like you know the guy's coming around the corner, and so you, like, you shoot the guy and protect your boy. You don't even got to say anything, you know? Exactly. And so the random stat up. is that, you know, they've, they've had studies. I brought up that they had studies that the brain function starts to match up to the person you're playing with and your heart rhythm. Mm. So that's the random stat. Mm -hmm. Then that last one is that your boy Genghis Khan. Okay. Um, so, so hold on. I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. So essentially what you did is you you got real lazy on me real, lazy real I thought lazy this was, this was good so people can and you went find oh, out if man. this shit is real or not so so what you got to do is you got to reapproach all of your old questionable stats well, before we can move the forward. people are gonna find out okay if i was bullshitting okay or if i actually pulled it out of something now now hold on did we have an independent person do this research to peg, fact check peg fact check uh, everything. this wasn't you okay. we got we got some sources and everything if you guys need it All we right. won't go that in that deep <laughs> but um so uh so hold on what was that last one, one more time the brain function and vitals yeah, match but, up. Oh, the Genghis so Khan. So this one, you got Genghis Khan attacks may have reduced the entire population by as much as 11%. 11%. 11%. 
That's oh. what that's what I that's what I said. I don't want to spoil it for the folks at home. I know the answer to that one, so I'm not going to say true or false on that one. All right. So you guys stick, stay tuned to the end of the video. More you importantly, find out more if your boy's full of shit. Yeah. Let us know down in the comments though which ones you think are true and false. Also, because I'm kind of curious. I know the gang is kind. I'm not going to answer on that one. Brainwave one. I'm going to say is true. The homeless bubonic plague in the homeless i'm gonna say false you guys let us know as well and then so moving forward those random stats are gonna be new random ones but those are ones that we had to go back and clarify yeah we got it you know he's trying to he's trying to clear his reputation is what he's doing that's what i'm trying to do he's basically. like you know it's gotten to the point that we've named a whole segment after the fact that you come out with random stats so i think i like the little logo clear his name. you came up with pretty dope yeah i got i got i'm trying to get my beer to that level it's getting pretty full. It used to be there. Usually I uh, I trim this shit down a little bit, but what I did was just shape it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's random stat, Shane. Stick around. Stick around. So uh, I was doing a little thinking, right? One of the okay. things that, uh, for, the, for the whole into the iris thing. You know, I was just doing a little self-reflection. It's something that you've been trying to uh, preach to me to do a lot more here lately. And so it's something that I've been doing, just trying to be a little bit more proactive uh, looking at myself and that's good, man. why I think the way I think and why I am the way I am. I'm interested. One of the things that I was thinking about, and it was like, it was on the lines whenever I was thinking about a quote for the quest, which we're going to get into, but um, I was thinking about something my dad told me and he was like, um, Hope for the best and prepare for the worst. It was something he always said. And so this was like more so my end to the iris. But um, it was like hope for the best but prepare for the worst. And, you know, whenever I was younger, well, first of all, whenever you're being raised by somebody, you're already just an impressionable young person. And so, you know, you're, you're going to tend to take on the views and beliefs of those who are raising you. It's like Bill Burr says, like they... They put that software on your pristine little hard drive. Yeah, right. Like, they just download yeah. all of their BS and insecurities. And you got no on fucking you. choice. No choice, man. You got to take it. But uh, no. But anyway, so you know, and and so taking that that little statement at face value, hope for the best and prepare for the worst. If I just took it at face value, you know, it does kind of make sense. It's like hope for the best. That's great. Like hope that the best is going to happen, but don't get your hopes up. You know, just understand yeah. that it, it might not go your way at all, okay. whatever it is. You know, you're trying out for the little league basketball team, you know, hope for the best, but just understand, you know, it's prepare kind of for the low worst. seeing type of thought. It, and it is. And so, you know, whenever I was younger, I would take it at face value, no problem. But then but I just it probably started, protected him in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, it probably did. And I've talked to Ziggy about it before also. And that's his mind is him, his mentality a lot as well. Um, he's very much like that. He's just kind of reserved. He hopes that things work out, but you know, he just, well, when you've been through not. like really rough stuff, that's a way that you save yourself. Yeah. Like that's the way you protect you make yourself. Make sure that you can't get hurt because you're always knowing that something's going to go haywire. Right. And so it got me thinking a little bit. I was like, let me dig a little bit deeper and not necessarily take it at face value. Like I have done for the first 27 or 28 years of my life. And I started yeah. thinking, and I was like, you know, that's actually kind of a really rough thing to be implementing on a young child because, um, you know, you're telling them to hope for the best. I mean, that's fine. But but now you're telling them to prepare for the worst. And it's almost to su to suggest that you should anticipate the worst. Yeah. And what it almost felt like to me whenever I started thinking about it was almost a reactive, passive kind of mentality that was being implemented into me. Whereas maybe, you know what, son, maybe what you should do is you should hope for the best. But you know what? You should also fucking plan for the best. Yeah. Start planning for the best. Then you're starting to take on more of a proactive mentality. You're starting to, you know, control your future. You have yeah. you have control and great influence over your In some outcome. ways, that quote is kind of like preparing yourself to be a victim. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly right. And so I was like, man, I wonder, you know, I wonder how much influence that may or may not be playing or have played in my life up until this yeah. point. I think, you know, for the most part, I'm pretty much a grind mentality. Let's it's funny that it, you say but... that because, like, you do kind of, like, have some thoughts like that. Like, you do always, like, expect 
Yes. The worst. Yes, it happens like in, frequently. In situations. That's mm-hmm. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh <clears throat> and then I started thinking about what you told me um several weeks, several episodes ago at this point now. Um that what what one may classify as irrational, that kind of irrational fear you had whenever you came home and, and saw yeah. Montana. You may have you know. Well, I kinda had the same thought um here recently. I've had one or two things happen. Uh, Luke had called me and we were talking on the phone and it was like, I didn't know what this conversation was going to entail. He's like, I got something to tell you or whatever it might've been. And immediately just instinctively without having to think or put any thought into it, my mind went to the worst. And I'm just like anticipating the hearing about somebody's death. Yeah. Like is somebody dead? Like, and if nobody's dead and that's like, I think I came right out and asked him that like is somebody died and I was dead ass serious. And, um, you know, he's like, no, of course not. And then it's like, okay. Because I've been called before and been delivered yeah. that bad news over the phone. It's fresh. And it and, goes into, into that you know. that quote is like, prepare for the worst. Right. But I don't, you know, yeah. And I, But I want to try not to live my life like no, that. No, yeah. You, like, because at the end of the day, you're only doing that to try to save yourself. Yeah. And you, not you, your dad probably came up with that belief at a time where things were really bad. And that's mm-hmm. all he had to yeah. protect him. Yep. You know, that's the only thing that he had to keep him moving forward and, you know, keep pushing. Um, and then he downloaded that on my hard drive. Exactly. <laughs> and those things are so beneficial when you're in the rut, when you're in the trenches. Yeah. But they they tend to, like, be the opposite for you when you're not, once you're out of mm, that. That's because be the very thing. The very thing that helped protect you and save you while you were in the rut is going to be the thing that could almost keep you there. And that happens to like a lot of people, especially people that have been through traumatic things, because we all have these coping mechanisms. We all have this like tool belt that we've Mm -hmm. created in order to be okay. You know, know, and so that's interesting. It's like if if you took somebody who wasn't necessarily self-aware, who wasn't trying to dive into the iris, you know, and and maybe wasn't listening to stop the shit. That's right. Um, And, you know, it would maybe be difficult if you weren't actively trying to be self-aware it may be difficult to pinpoint like okay hoping for the best and planning for the worst is a good survival uh tool that i can use to help me get through this current rut but how do you then hey once you're out of the rut and now you're doing good maybe like i am how do you then make sure make sure that you retain the awareness like that was something that i used to get me through let me let go of that shit now so i don't I don't stay down at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. You know, the awareness is is a huge part of that, but it's even the the most self aware people. It's hard to be in those moments. You mm-hmm. know, to know when you're in a cloud, to know when you're out of the cloud. Yeah. You know, because for some people, things like that last years. Yeah. You know. And when you're in it, like, you're in it. Yeah, and when you're in it, you're in it, and you're not fully aware that you're in it. Like right. you know, for me, when my dad passed away, like. I think I was in a rut for like four years mm-hmm. and I wasn't aware, like, you know, I thought I was okay. Like, you know, two years after it's like, you know, I'm doing what I need to do, all this stuff. Like I feel okay. Right. Um, but in hindsight, like I was still there, you know? So, 100%. you know, the, 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 the key to, to like grabbing the rope to get out of that is being open. And and being open to the people that you're around and like, you know, like you always say, like not having yes men in your corner, mm-hmm. like, you know, holding everything so close to you and hitting everybody with that Heisman. Yeah. Like it doesn't help, you know, and I'm, I'm learning through myself, like through this podcast is just that vulnerability. That's what's going to get you out of there faster because mm-hmm. you can't always recognize it in yourself, no matter how smart you are, no matter how aware you are. Um, you need help, right? And you need help from the people around you that you trust, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Um, and there's so many, there's so many like outlets that you can use. I know you had a sponsor reach out to you one time for Nurse Bass about like uh, online therapy and right. stuff like that. That's you know that could help people. Yeah, like it. Not everybody can be open and vulnerable vulnerable about stuff that they've been through, especially if it's traumatic. Mm-hmm. They'll block it out. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, 
And it's not like a, it's not a conscious thing. They're blocking it out because that's the only thing that they could do to save them at the yeah. time. And then fast forward, you're okay now. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to, you don't need to protect yourself from that. You can start to dive through that, right. you know, especially with a professional. Yeah. And speaking of that, I just like, uh, you know, I'm going to see a therapist myself. Mm-hmm. Are you? Yeah. And I never have like. Uh, I have gone with people like when my dad was a program, like I went out with him. Um, I went one time with my girlfriend. Um, but this is like for me and you know, it's like a big step for me. I've never, I've never done something like that. We've talked about it on here that Mm -hmm. I'm open to doing it, but I never put the wheels in motion to do it. You know, and Montana has been a big help with it of like, uh, you know, setting, setting it up for me and stuff like that. But, um, you know, that's, that's that tool belt because you need somebody to give you an unbiased opinion about certain things and where you're at. Yeah. Somebody removed from the situation who wasn't there. So it's tough, man. Like, you know, your dad, that's like, um, like we said, that's like a low ceiling, outlook on things Mm -hmm. if you talk to like somebody who comes from like a good life and their parents like you know had the awareness and didn't have all this trauma and stuff like they wouldn't implement something into their kid to shoot so low and expect the worst because of course the worst is going to happen no matter what we're all going to die yeah you know right but when you expect it it's like you're just setting yourself up to to not be hurt. Yeah. Yeah, you're setting yourself up to not be hurt, but at the same time, I feel like you're setting yourself up to not be happy as well. Yeah. You really are. You really are. You're putting, yeah, man, it's one of those kind of weird catch-22 things. That's why I was saying, you know, it's that survival mechanism, the mentality, that perspective that he's trying to incorporate in me. But at the same time, it's like, if I'm always planning for the worst... You know, I'm always planning for the worst. That's what I'm saying. It's like that passive, that reactive mentality as opposed to a proactive way of like, okay, so maybe we're broke as shit right now and maybe we don't have money. And you got to have that. But don't longer don't look. plan for the worst. Yeah. Don't plan for the worst. That's a rough one, man. I thought that's what I was saying. I was thinking about that. And it's like, not nah, I'm not shit talking to my father, of course, oh, but of course. but it's just uh, it's like that really got me thinking. I was like. That's a, it's a real, and it's and, great that like, you don't have to adopt that and like put that onto your son. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's know? what I was about to say. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, you know, um, there being a lot of benefits to diving in, into the iris, like just really having me thinking, um, you know, about, like I said, why I feel the way I feel, why I react the way I react, why I am the way I am. It's important. And it's real interesting. It's real interesting. Dude, it's like, it almost makes you feel like, cause like you've. I know how you feel. You feel like you're good. Like yeah. you got it in control. Like right. But that's a that's an ego like thing. You but know? also, like you were saying, you're only aware of what you are aware of, dude. It, it's and you know, you can gain further awareness. It's not like you can't. Um, you will always. It's just to you will it's always just to be proactive in that. To be proactive in your thought about yourself and to not let that ego part of like a human brain come in and think that you have it all figured out because Mm -hmm. you will be a better brad when you're 35 and then when you're 40 you'll look back at that 35 year old brad and be like geez he was a little lost yeah and then when you're 50 like and that's how it should go and if you're sitting there thinking that you have it all figured out and that like you know you're at the peak you're wrong you're in trouble you're in trouble You're, you're making yourself vulnerable yeah and um no, it's that's a that's a that's a good one. It's interesting. Yeah. Um especially people like me and you, you know, going into this like expect the worst. You know, people like me and you like we're always paranoid about like our health. Mm. Like something's going wrong, something and there's a chance that we'll live to be 80, 90 years old and we spent 50 years not being happy yeah about like mm. you know stuff that we're feeling and stuff that's going on because like we just have this paranoia that like something is wrong and that's like 
you could be wasting all that time. Yeah. And that's just, we're just talking about health. Right. You could take it into anything else and you could always expect like, you know, somebody's going to pass away or something mm -hmm. like that. And then you can't be happy because you're holding on to exactly. something exactly right. that isn't real. Yep. It's a perspective. Yep. And that's, <coughs> it's, it's so detrimental, uh, like us, like bad perspectives, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. It's everything. Uh, it's, it's everything, everything made a video recently recently actually just dropped today i made it last night and uh yeah it's like perspective is everything yeah. you know the the way in which you know i previously said that um you know throwing out the biblical thing that the power of life and death lies in the tongue it, that is the importance with which your words carry it, the weight of your words um the same could be said of perspective as well not necessarily life and death lies in the tongue but the gravity by which uh, of how important perspective is, you know, how greatly you could change the outcome of somebody's life just by telling them something that they were completely oblivious to before. Plant a seed. Yeah, they would have never... They, you could tell somebody something where they could not have ever even conceptualized that. And hopefully that's what you guys are getting from this podcast also. You and know? that's the power of all podcasts. Yeah, of every, that's exactly right. That's the whole deal, man. Listening to the experiences and thoughts of somebody other than yourself and hopes to gain something. Like for me, um, you know, and I've talked about it on here before, I didn't have a lot of like male influences to look up to and like, you know, see their failures and like you know what i wanted to do like and not go through those failures so what i do is like the people i look up to in podcast or whoever um you know when they're open about their failures and things that they've gone through it's like a warning to me is like i already know what happens mm -hmm. on this path like i don't have to go there check that off the box right because you're showing me that this path leads to this type of failure. So mm -hmm. I don't have to fail to yeah. learn. Right. I'm learning through your failure. Very true. You know, um, and that's the power in being open, being vulnerable and like, you know, sitting on some information, not mm -hmm. just reacting. We're, you know, we're so reactive to everything mm -hmm. and it's hard not to be reactive. Yeah. I'm so reactive. We're also it's hardwired into our nature. Yeah. But you could do it, man. You yeah. could you could take a breath and like not react. Yeah. And you know like I do like so many times like I want to react and I've I've tried to like you know even like in arguments like with your significant other like you know if you just sit there and listen like you know there's so many times I want to like interject and be like no it's not that like that's not true or whatever. Right. And then um you know if you don't if you just sit there listen to the whole thing uh you know after that think about what was said you know all right maybe that is a little true maybe this is if i would have reacted it would have mm -hmm. led to like me not thinking about it in yeah. this way and it's so hard but try it but just try uh, you it. know and also isn't it crazy that um you know just talking about being reactionary you know we talk about that being a something that's hardwired into our character isn't it interesting that 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 is a loss of control over yourself yeah and if we have control over anything in this world it should be of ourselves right yeah but it's kind of an interesting thought that so often we don't even have control over our own selves whether it's an instinctual thing like that to to, to just want to yeah. blurt out whatever or, or retort yeah but uh but also at the same time you know just a with anything like i know i shouldn't have this bite a cake and i still have it or whatever just just that kind of thought and most people that have been through bad experiences and trauma their thing is control having control so whatever happened to you before doesn't happen again right and i'm sure me and you are very similar in that way mm -hmm. like um you know even in things that you don't even realize that you're trying to take control of but you do because as long as you're in control you're never in that position you were when you were blah 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 age mm -hmm. because in that time you weren't in control and all you knew is that shit went haywire yeah you know i'm older now i can't have control and that's like you know it's the same thing that we just keep saying is like what saved you then harms you now right you know that's right uh letting go of control is like the hardest thing in the world so a little food for thought just a little food for thought for you guys out there just think about that if you've ever been at a point of desperation in your life where you've been broke or the back's been against the wall and uh most of us have all been there, you know yeah you know? most of us so hopefully you know 
You guys are taking a little bit away from this. We had the ten dollar tapestry behind us. But just understand that uh that yeah, that very just be mindful of that, that very defense mechanism that you have in place right now, whenever you do get to a place of being okay. Yeah. Think about that defense mechanism that you used. Is it still lingering somewhere in your life right now? Because like we said, that's the kind of thing that could very well prevent you from being able to have happiness. You're giving everybody the stiff arm around you right now as a defense mechanism because your boyfriend of three years cheated on you and now you're heartbroken and you just don't want to be hurt again. So everybody's getting the Heisman stiff arm. And you just react. And then you it's finally just... get to a place of being okay and you're over that heartbreak. You're starting to get okay. But is that defense mechanism of pushing people away still there? Think about it. Is it still there under that surface somewhere? And if it is, that's the very thing that could that saved you, that helped save you, could be the thing that prevents you from happiness. Just a perspective, just an idea. Think about it. Agreed. Hey guys, real quick, want to let you guys know, them stop the shit boys. We have actually finally secured our first sponsor, man. This is dope backpack company out of Singapore. That's right, out of Singapore. M U Z M M backpacks. So what's actually dope about these is they have these versatility backpacks where it's essentially three in one, right? You got that backpack. Then I've got a suitcase style where you got a handle here or you got a handle up top. And additionally, whenever you're making games in the gym, you got the strap on the back. The link is in the description down below. Make sure that you use the coupon code STOP to ship at checkout, man. All one word. All one word. No spaces in that thing. All proceeds are going to go back into the podcast. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to get 20% off. I don't know if I said that. No, yeah, that's big. And, say that? and trust me, people, it's good quality stuff. This is stuff that we transport all our equipment in. I, I'm on a plane every single week. Hopefully, I don't catch that corona. Um, very true. M-U-Z-M-M, we're going to put the description down in the bio. It's a product that we're happy to partner with, we believe in. And if you want some of these bags, they got all cool designs, check it out in the link below. 20% off, stop the ship coupon code. Something that I've been thinking about is, you know, and this is only personal to me, but, um, there's something about me that I thrive in being thrown into the fire. Mm -hmm. And I think obviously like procrastination has something to do with it. Sure. But um, for some reason, that's the way that I learn the quickest, mm. you know, and it's so stressful and like anxious being thrown into the fire, not always knowing what to do. Right. But for some reason, that's how I look in the long run. And I know that that will benefit me the most gotcha. rather than like taking, jumping in the pool all the way rather than doing one step at mm -hmm. a time. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's where I'm at right now. Like uh, with my job is like, you know, I'm being thrown into like trial by fire. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, as uncomfortable as it makes me and as scary as it is, I embrace it. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, you know, if I had a choice. It probably wouldn't be to like, all right, let me not know anything and make me learn. Right. But when I am put in those situations, I rise to the occasion That's what's almost up. every time, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's something about that thrill that I enjoy. Oh, yeah. You know? And it goes into like even things outside of work where like I, I like to go into things without like a full structured plan. You know, because there's something about that where I just feel like I come alive gotcha. to where like I'm my most pure mm. self. Like I'm not, you know, and especially like with the podcast, like, you know, when it's you no know, word for word, what we're going to say, like sometimes we've came up with some crazy gems, like some of my favorite parts of yeah. this podcast, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just something I noticed in myself. I'm not saying it's a good thing. Mm. But it's something that I noticed that I, my like learning curve is like really high when it's like all chaos is mm. around me, you know? And that probably comes from, you know, where, how I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Are you like that at all? Um, sometimes. Sometimes. It depends. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting. It's like, I don't know if that's a result of the environment that we're raised in or whatnot, but I feel like some people are just 
kind of wired that way. Yeah. You know, almost like stress. They they thrive under stress, whereas yeah. stress could just completely cripple some people. Dude, that's such a great point. And I know people on both sides. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I guess stress has always been a part of my life, you know? Yeah, so maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's just the home that you're comfortable in. Yeah, and that goes into, like, the like the comfortability thing of like uh, and the control thing where you know that's where you're okay Mm -hmm. and that's not like the most like positive thing i should yeah most healthy thing Mm -hmm. um because being stressed out is fucking stressful but it's still an interesting observation that you could look at that as a positive side effect of i think it's a positive in the way of like i'll always be okay no matter like what i'm going through but maybe sometimes i'll I'll make it chaos when it doesn't need to be, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, I can't pinpoint a certain thing, but hmm, that's um, interesting. it's just something that I want to start diving down more for myself. Um, where hmm. like, it's just something about being thrown in that fire where like, you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta learn. Right. And then I do. You have no choice. You, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because maybe sometimes when I have a choice, like, I'm just more of a procrastinator, you know? I like when it's not as much in my hands so I can uh, adapt. I'm adaptable. Mm-hmm. That's what it That's what it comes down to, like, in you're, any situation. You're a chameleon. Yeah, I'm very adaptable. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Just something I noticed in myself. I want to start going deeper into that and wondering why. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I think I'm gonna start doing that too. I mean, you know, this is the path to enlightenment that we're that we're kind of on the path of. We're diving into the mind's eye, into the iris, whatever. But I, uh, I want to, I want to do that also. That's interesting. Because even with, those positive things, like yeah. we need to ask why too. Because yeah, they're positive now. Mm. Shane at 30, mm-hmm. like when I'm 45, if I'm like creating like chaos into something that right, you know, it should be structured. Yeah, hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I think I think primarily uh, at so so far that I've been doing this, I've pretty much been focusing on the the negative, negative. things. I think yeah. I think I have been, um, but yeah, to start looking at the positive things also, why I am the way I am in a positive way. Also, yeah. I think is going to be important moving forward. No, it's it's great. Man. You know, when you bring something something new to me that you've been thinking about, like uh, it's inspiring. You mm-hmm. know. Because uh, our conversations weren't always like how they have been this past year. Like, you know, if anything, our conversation from conversation from years ago, like, you know, in some ways would be kind of stagnant and similar mm. than it's always been. Now it's like more about like, well, what's new? Right. What's what are new challenges that you're going through? What are you working on? Yeah. You know, um, which is something I see such benefit in because not a lot of relationships are like that. Right. You know, no, for sure. Um. 100%. So yeah, and that's why I feel it's so important to share it too, you yeah. know. Um But yeah. Absolutely, man. Fuck yeah, bro. So I yo. Like, I like that first into the iris segment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I want them all to be like that. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, this is going to be a continual thing that I want to do on a day-to-day basis, at least weekly, try and take something away that I'm working on right now that I'm noticing about myself. And just pick it apart a little bit. And it's good that we have like one each Mm -hmm. because like you could throw something at me and just. That's exactly right. And that's how I'd like for it to continue. And just like how you threw something at me. Yeah, I had a reaction to it, like based off, you know, how I felt in the Mm -hmm. moment of what you said. Um, Could be right, could be wrong. But like I'll leave here and think about it. Right. You know, Um, I have to have a reaction because we got to give the people something, (laughs) you know. But uh, yeah. No, yeah, that'll that'll be really beneficial at the least just for us. You know, yeah. hit that subscribe button. That's right. Make sure you hit that <laughs> subscribe button. Speaking of, you hear that? Nah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and dive into a little quote for the quest, man. Quotes for the quest. Quotes for the quest. You got something for me, yeah, man? I got something for you. The quote's uh, so important. He's got to he's got to defer to his phone. This is a quote where, um, if you look into the source, 
it's been a quote that's kind of been manipulated through time. Well, give it, give us know? a little background on it too, if you so, want. So um, the original quote started in a Budweiser commercial from the 1930s. Okay. Okay. And then it was adopted by Winston Churchill. Okay. Okay. And then um, adopted. Uh, yeah, he kind of took it in his own way. Okay. Like it's been changed. Got it. You know. Um, and then Joe Paterno quoted winston churchill as if it was his quote I but it's see. not originally his well, so most enough. people think it's winston churchill's or joe paterno's but it's not it's from a budweiser commercial but it's different now than the budweiser commercial how upset would you be if you were budweiser like come on come on but winston they, they churchill? enhanced it they yeah. did enhance it yeah okay so it goes this and i think this is so important for people to think about because i think about it and it's the reason that i'm okay sometimes when bad things happen okay so it goes success is not final failure is not fatal it is the courage to continue that counts mm. success is not final failure is not fatal it is the courage to continue that counts saying like you know don't rest on your morals like yeah you got good things going on and you're you know 25 and you you got the world by the balls right you can't stay stagnant you can't slack off because that success will not define you yeah. in five years always temporary and the same thing goes into the failure you just failed and you just like lost your job that you know you gave your all to and it like crushes you but all that is is just in that moment what are you going to do that like is that moment going to define you is that failure going to define you're you? not dead right you're not so dead. failure is not fatal Failure is not fatal. Right. And it's not the end. You could change it. Yeah. You know, you could change that story, change that narrative. 100%. You know, and then uh, it is the courage to continue that counts, you know, and that goes into similar to like the Mamba mentality of like is when your back's against the wall, yeah. like, you know, what is your next step? Mm -hmm. Are you going to are you going to be a glass half full or a glass half empty? Because the glass half empty, you can define yourself by that failure yeah or you can realize that you know i'm not dead no man that's a great point defining yourself by a failure man and so many people so many people do like i uh there's a youtube channel i forgot the name but they throw out like uh motivational like joe rogan clips you know oh, yeah. and that's something that he said in there um just like you know people define themselves by these failures mm -hmm. and stuff like that but you're alive that's right. You could change the narrative. Are still beating. You know, you still have a chance. And you gotta have that yeah, courage man. to 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 keep pushing forward mm -hmm. in the when you see no light. You know. Let me ask you this, okay? You need the courage to continue to press forward even when you see no light. But what about on the other side of the things? What about for those who are doing very well and very successful? Success is not final, right? Yeah. But but even though success is not final, how do you then continue to maintain the courage? To continue to move forward how do you not become complacent with that success now i've i've reached the mountaintop i've reached the pinnacle i can't go no further how do you not become content with that understanding that it's a struggle is not final it's a struggle man and i've struggled with that too like i've been at certain points in my life and been like damn like you know especially people who don't come from much yeah when you get to a certain spot it's like well damn this is all i ever wanted That's i just right. wanted to be able to go out to eat wherever i wanted and whenever i wanted and not like have to worry about it yeah you know success is different for everybody mm -hmm. you have to i mean it's hard because like what makes you happy yeah. you know if you're happy at a certain point and you know that you can maintain that point, you know, at this job or somewhere else because you have a certain degree mm -hmm. or a certain skill. But you have to, you know, we talk about growth within ourselves. You have to keep pushing forward for something. Right. You know, if if not for yourself, then for like the people around you, the people that you love. I'll give you one. So uh, how do how do you maintain the courage to continue to press forward even when you're successful, even whenever but we should understand that success is not final. So, you know, for those, I, I've grinded through points in my life where I've been very poor and then I've gotten to a point where I feel like I've made it. But how do I continue to press forward? A good way to do it is to 
never lose sight of where you came from. And oh, it's cliche, yeah. but it's 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 so important and crucial to your success. If you can always maintain that thought in your mind, like, you know, I remember what it was like sleeping on a mattress on the floor in a flea infested house or uh, being on WIC, EBT, food stamps, you know, governmental housing, all of these things. He had never... those face masks before the coronavirus. Before. Yeah, no lie. It, you know, um, if you can always maintain that and remember if you, if I don't continue to wake up every day and bust my ass, then this is what I could end up reverting back to. Yeah. For me anyway, that's what's worked. I don't ever want to go back to that shit. Yeah. That was horrible. Yeah. I, I went through that in my life and that point of my life is now gone. Yeah. And that's my hope. So that's one way that I continue to keep the fucking foot on the gas pedal and keep moving forward despite my successes. No, it's a it's a good point. You know what I have to get better at sometimes is like you ask me a question, and like, you know, I shot back like with an answer. But like I could sit there and like think about what you asked me. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, you know that's something I noticed in myself mm -hmm. that like uh, I should do more. You're quick you know? with a response. Yeah, sometimes. Gotcha. I think that was a good quote, man. It's like something it. that that means a lot to me because. Um, my failures don't define me. Yeah. And I have, I have failures, mm -hmm. you know, but for some reason, because of who I am and the way I am, uh, like it's like on to the next, you, you know, just have the understanding that this is not final. Exactly. This yeah. Is not, some, some, this is not my last at bat. As long as I'm awake. And that's something else I said in my video that dropped today. As long as I'm awake, plugging my, away I'm still, this I'm still breathing and the heart's still pumping. I got another chance to grind. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like a, it's like an optimist way of thinking. Yeah. You know, I'm always optimistic about the future. It's all about perspective, um, man. And that you know what it what it comes from too is um, you know, my life was messed up and stuff, but I had verbal support from from people. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always told that I could do anything and that um, you know, I could be anything. And so I have that self-belief of like, yeah, I know I'm here right now. Like you saw me last year, right. you know, but that didn't define me, yep. you know? Um, so I think that's, that's been like a catalyst for me to be able to have that as long as I'm alive, as long as I'm still kicking, man, I got a chance. That's right. You know, that's right. Fuck yeah. So my quote, I'm going to move over to your boy. All right. So, um, this is, uh, a line from a movie uh, that I, whenever I first heard it, it just always kind of stuck with me. Your boy Shia LaBeouf says it. Um, so it's from a movie called Fury, uh, which is kind of uh, surrounding a crew of uh, guys who run a tank uh, in World War II. And Shia LaBeouf is one of the guys, and his name is Bible in the movie, and he's like a Christian guy, and he's you know Jeez, always so much out, pressure to have a name. Always like throwing out scriptures and stuff like that. Um, but one of the scenes, they had just been in an engagement with several other tanks and somehow they managed to survive. And uh, one of the lines that Shia says is, uh, I'm the instrument, not the hand. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. And um, I don't know where it originally ever came from, but that's something that kind of stuck with me and resonated with me. And it's not, you know, if you if you're a spiritual person and it speaks to you spiritually, like that's awesome. Um, and it did speak to me spiritually as well, but I also have held on to it for so long because I'm the instrument. I'm not the hand. It's like, to me, it's like, I'm, I'm just a vessel. That's all I am. I'm not the puppet master. I'm not the creator. I'm just the vessel. And so if I'm just a vessel and we are all vessels, you know, what am I a vessel for? What am I carrying around with me? And, you know, we could be vessels for anything. You could be a vessel of hate. You could be a vessel of love, positivity, optimism. And I thought about it when you just were talking about being optimistic and optimism. Um, you know, and that's one of the things that I want to try and do. I want to be an instrument of positivity. So knowing that being of the belief that emotions are tangible, that vibes are tangible if if i'm of that belief and i operate under that assumption then i want to try and be a vessel for uh for optimism and for hope to try and instill that in people and that's what i try and do in my videos and stuff like that and just on a day-to-day -day basis whenever i care for patients and stuff but it's just something i was thinking about and i think that's why it stuck around with me for so long because we are just vessels it's like 
No, that's great. What are we um, gonna do? Say with it that? one more time. Uh, I'm I'm just the instrument. I'm not the hand. It's, it's essentially what it is. I've I've heard that quote um, when they talk about like coaches mm. and a team or oh, coaches yeah. and a fighter. Like um, you know, the true the coach is the hand. No, the instrument. The instrument. He's the and, one. Yeah, and the fighter. Oh, no, 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 no. The coach would be the hand. Yeah, the coach is the hand. <laughs> yeah, and the fighter or team or whatever it is is the instrument. instrument. They're the tool. Yeah, um, no, that's a that's a that's a really cool quote. Yeah, yeah, it's something I was thinking about. It's like, and I definitely see the correlation between that and like spirituality, mm-hmm. but it applies in many things. Yeah, you know, to a lot of different things. Um, you know, even with this. It can be like we are the hand, mm. you know, not to fucking put us on no pedestal or nothing like that. But if you implement some of the things that we're saying, yeah, you know, you could be the vessel and then be the hand. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's the thing, man. It's all about perspective. It's all about planting seeds, you know, plant that seed of positivity. Yeah, man. It goes, it's infectious. It goes so far. It's tangible. You're a vessel. Plant that seed of positivity in somebody else. Maybe in turn, it'll grow. And, then and it's tangible even though you can't hold it in your hand. Yeah. But it's realer than something you can hold in your mm-hmm. hand. Like, you know, think about the most positive people in the world that just spread that, like, love and positivity. Yeah. Like Kevin Hart or The Rock or sure. uh, Tony Robbins. Like, you know, it's just all about just giving. Mm-hmm. Just giving. Yeah. You know? And it goes so far. And that's what lasts. Mm. That's what lasts. Not Nothing else lasts. Yeah. But, like... You know, people that maybe aren't in your life anymore, like that's what that's what stands the test of time mm-hmm. is like a, a mindset or a thought. Yeah. You know, 100%. that's what lasts. You know, our physical bodies, they only our vessel only lasts so much. But what mm. you do and what you say that could last forever. I'll give you another quote from V for Vendetta. I love oh, movies. This guy's, this guy's I love movies. Uh they said you you can kill a man, but but what of the idea? Like you cannot kill yeah, the idea. Exactly. The idea is lasting. Yep. Yeah, I mean, even to be like. And in that sense, these things are more tangible than this glass. Yeah. Hundreds of years from now, this glass this will be, will be nothing. gone. But everybody will know. You can't kill like the idea. Fucking Winston Churchill. You can't kill the perspective. Exactly. Hundred percent. No, it's a it's it's really important to think about. And dude we're all capable of that like you know people look at the you know we're mentioning like huge movies or like great people right you know we're all capable of a thought that could last forever you know even it it be a minuscule or positive thought like think about conversations that we've had together like that can go on to your son's grandkids Mm -hmm. from just a, a conversation that we had here on stop the ship that's right so why don't you go ahead and bring this bad boy home and let the people at home know that you was bullshitting about all three of random those random stats. Stat shame. Let them know, man. All right. Now these all have sources. Well, if they all okay. got sources, then does that mean they're all true? Oh no, they don't all have sources. Okay. Random stat shame. So the bubonic plague found in homeless people. Yeah. Um. Medieval diseases have been found. I said false, by the way. Medieval diseases have been found in homeless people, such as typhus, tuberculosis. Um, They have been found in homeless people. But the plague (laughs) has not been found in homeless people. All righty. But they still have found it in fleas and rats. Okay. Which is crazy. Very, it's a medieval those disease. Those are basically homeless people. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's, essentially, that's, that's essentially We just lost our whole fucking homeless, homeless demographic. people demographic. Okay. The next one, that your brain function and vitals match up when people play video games together. I said true. You said true. I couldn't find an article about <laughs> He's it. like, I don't know where I ever I could first... not find an article. I remember where I heard it. Where? Um, it was on a podcast. Uh... You might even so know. So you're telling me you're so lazy. <laughs> yeah, I just heard it, and I'm like, screw it. I'm going to regurgitate this shit. Um, so I could not find one article. On gotcha, it, gotcha. Okay? Uh, so false. I'm still so we gonna, got false, false. I still feel like that's you know something that could be true, though. I, I didn't find sense. one article, and I did some, I did some searching. Okay. 
So oh, I thought Peg did the searching. So now it wasn't. This wasn't even independent well, research. He said me that it was false, Good and I was gracious. like, "Let me fact check Peg." This new where's this, this guy's this credentials? This new format's falling apart at the seams. And then that next one that Genghis Khan's attacks may have reduced the entire population by as much as eleven percent. Yeah. So I got some. I got some facts here for you. Okay. You said you didn't, I didn't say anything. answer, but so I what, felt like I knew the answer, and which is I thought that was true. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've seen that before. So um. I'm pretty sure you in the episode where I said it, you were like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> but um, so here's some stats for you. Many historians put the number somewhere around 40 million people that uh, he was involved in killing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he couldn't kill 40 million himself. Right. Um, the censuses from the Middle Ages show that the population of China plummeted by tens of millions during Khan's lifetime. Some of his enemies. Scholars estimate that he may have killed a full three-fourths of all modern-day Iran's population during his war with the Khwarazmid Empire. Those were the people. That's modern-day Iran, but it wasn't Iran at the time. So three-fourths of all those people he killed. Um, all told, the Mongols' attacks may have reduced the entire world population by as much as 11%. Your boy threw out the 11% in a video, <laughs> and I was right. I told and you. It was the only actual numerical stat that I threw out, which if you look at random stat, Shane, it's in the word. Yeah. Come on, people. So as we said. Follow me. All his point, all, all he's trying to do is salvage his reputation. No, those were the three <laughs> videos where if you look at the time checks, those are the only ones that have random stats. Random mm -hmm. stat, Shane. Gotcha. Documented. Gotcha. So. Well, anyways. <laughs> one, out of, one out of three ain't bad. Isn't that a meatloaf song? Sounds like it. It's That's a random stat right there. I think it's two out of three. Guys, we appreciate you for hanging out with us, man. Um, we hope that you like this new format. Let us know down in the comments below if you did. Let us know if he's bullshitting on these random stats. Let your boys know. Yeah, somebody could send an article like. Are you kidding me? These brainwaves definitely link up. Um, make sure you hit the subscribe button, man. If you're listening in and you're enjoying what you're seeing, hit that subscribe button. We'd love for you to tune in and join us on the ride. And uh, send some feedback if you like. If you like the format, if you got a question, um, you know, if some of those quotes or something meant something to you, or if into the iris something in there meant something to you, or if it meant something different to you, exactly. Or if you have something that you want to bring to the table, this is a community, like we always say. And, um, you know, we're doing this shit together. We appreciate you guys for hanging out. They can't hear you. Yeah. But hell yeah, we love y'all. Until next time. And we got some big news coming.